Hey everyone, welcome to my show, my so-called fabulous. I'm Tiffany and everyone welcome today because I am bringing you a topic that many of you, many of you, male and female have shared with me, discussed with me, asked my opinion because I actually have done this myself and that is career change at a particular phase, stage, age of your life. Um, I've done it and I will, I will dive into that here momentarily, but I am bringing to you a friend, a friend. I bring you so many people that I meet on Instagram, social media. Um, we're just attracted to each other because we are busting it to make it in that world. And everyone, welcome to the show, Erin Barnett. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Tiffany. Well, happy, happy, be about to say, I'm happy you're here and happy birthday. Yes, thank you. Oh, my Celebrated goodness. a birthday, 39 on the 25th. 39. Yes, 39. Girl, I thought you were in your 20s. <laughs> I'll take it. You know, I never <laughs> I never tell people they're wrong when they guess. I'm like, yeah, sure. sure I'll take that, yeah. I'll take it. I mean, seriously. I mean, you are beautiful. You're confident. You. Um, my daughter, Kennedy, which you know, is 22, almost 23. And she honestly thought you were about her age. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah, she is. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, you know. Yes. So I want to dive into you because we are talking about career changes. And I have shared with you and I've actually shared with this on the show before. I have several friends friends, male and female, that have decided later in life, and I'm not going to define later in life because I mm -hmm. did the same thing, but they're, they've decided to make a career shift. One of my friends in Austin is a fabulous attorney. She, you'll always be an attorney, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she decided to move in to the career of being a Pilates instructor. Yeah. And, you know, you look at the, you know, the financial gain of being an attorney for many, many years. She's my age to a Pilates instructor. She was ready for a mental shift in family law. And can you understand what this woman is going through? Uh, absolutely. You know, I've worked in, um, well, I was a biology pre-med pre -med major. Um, my original track was to go to dental school. Both my parents are dentists. So I was going to take over the family practice. That mm -hmm. was what I'd been saying to myself since I was in the eighth grade. Um, and then to go through school, you know, to actually be in it, I was like, okay, maybe dentistry isn't the thing for me, but I knew I wanted to uh, be in family business, entrepreneurship. So how can I support that? How can, and and that's how I, I fell into, into my career path. Not to say that it was necessarily my path that really was meant and destined for me. I, um, for, for those uh, who are, are influenced by their family, um, you know, having a family owned business, something that was black owned, uh, it, you just didn't see that and just didn't hear of that. So that was important for me. But I learned so much uh, working for my parents that uh, it always seemed to be worth it. Mm -hmm. But now that, you know, my, my mom's retired, my dad is, you know, one foot in one foot. <laughs> he's close to retiring. They, you know, they sold the practice and to corporate. It's, it's kind of like, okay, well, it put me in a position where it's like, Aaron, you got to 
figure out what it is that you want to do. You Mm -hmm. know, they've, they have lived their life. They have done their thing. They have raised their children, supported their children, seen them all through college. What are you going to do? Do you Mm -hmm. really, really find fulfillment and joy being where you are? And I'm answering those questions honestly. And honestly, is this where my talent is best suited? Mm -hmm. No, I don't think so. So I'm, you know, at 39, I'm, you know, looking at, well, what do I do next? Mm -hmm. What, where do I, where do I go to? So yeah, I'm, I'm in definitely in that space where Mm -hmm. I'm just not being fulfilled. And I think fulfillment helps with quality of life down the line. So, you know, I want to enjoy my life. You do. And and you do. And that's so critical. Um, I'm going to take you back Mm -hmm. to eighth grade, eighth grade, because both of your parents, successful pediatric dentists and eighth grade, you knew you thought dentistry was your passion, but maybe your passion was the entrepreneurship of a family business. Yes. Black owned, successful, correct? Yes, so correct. to to continue that lineage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. My and my dad was the first black pediatric dentist in like in all of Louisiana. So for for maybe a good maybe 20 years. It was a good span of time before mm-hmm. there was another black pediatric dentist that followed him. Um, and it was, we had a great practice in New Orleans because my dad saw all the children. He's a pediatric dentist. My mom's a general dentist. So she would see the adults. Wow. And so that Barnett Dental Group was really a family. You saw them as kids. You see them all the way till they finish high school and into college and, and into adulthood. You know, my mom was able to take them into adulthood. And wow. That. So, so that was um, very intriguing for me, something that was aspirational. I wanted to have that. Um, it, and they had relationships. And, and, and that when I look at the important things and what was really, really appealing to me um, was the relationship that they really built with the, with their with their patients, mm-hmm. um, with their, through their business mm-hmm. and how they were able to enter into other arenas and life um, organizations, you know, with all of the prestigious, you know, people of the community and got into art and, and just really were able to nonprofits, <laughs> yes. you know, all of those things. So I realizing later in life, well, it, dentistry didn't necessarily and doesn't have to be the route that gets me to all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you have it resources. So learning to tap into that mm-hmm. is, is definitely something I'm learning that I really need to do yes. uh, as I'm, you know, gearing towards this career change mm-hmm. and transition. Um, people don't know that that's what I'm looking to do. Then I, they don't know how to help me. <laughs> exactly. So, networking. 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 Absolutely. So let me ask you this because I am that type. I'm that daughter, that person. Did you feel a responsibility to carry on the family practice? Did, I mean, you and your siblings, did you? There, There is a bit of responsibility. I mean, we all went through some, some sort of health major. Like my brother finished psychology. My youngest brother finished uh, health administration. He was going into nursing school. That's what that's... And, 
And now he's gotten the furthest because, I mean, he was actually in nursing school, you know, pandemic really kind of messed things uh, up for a lot of a lot everything. of students, mm-hmm. really a lot of people. But really, our, our students really struggled during the pandemic. And he was one of them. And uh, but we we all were exposed to that and we all saw the value in taking over a family business, something that's already said. And we'd seen it. You know, we we've we've gone to those schools those private schools and where we've seen other other kids whose parents, you know, own this and own that. And, you know, they it was their their life was already written out. Well, I'm going to either inherit the 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 the, mm-hmm. the, the profits off of whatever they've built or I'm going to take it over. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, OK, well, yes, I, I family business is important. Um, a black owned family business is important. It's so, something so rare that why not continue it? Mm-hmm. Um my dad's side of the family is in education um, and, and all my great aunts, my grandfather. So it, um, that just wasn't his, you know, his no, desire. academia was not, was his... not for him. Right. But um, but it was still something that I, I thought was important to to start that legacy and to carry that on as mm-hmm. to having family business. Absolutely. Now, you I, I, I'm going to I'm going to do the. I'm going to do the math here. <laughs> you, your your family's business was in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. You went to you went to Xavier mm-hmm. in New Orleans. I did. Your parents went to Howard mm-hmm. in D.C. Yes. You went from Xavier to Howard. Yes. Okay. The family practice now is in Fort Worth. Yes. Okay. So the, the practice was always in New Orleans. So they had practiced there for, you know, 30, 35 years. Then Katrina devastated okay. the city. Of 2005. 2005. And so then at that point, my dad was faced with a decision. Do I really want to go back to New Orleans? And at that point, you know, he's early 50s, maybe. Do I want to move go back to New Orleans and and wait for it to come back. He just didn't feel like he had the time. So for him, it was a homecoming. I'm going to move back to Fort Worth and start my business. And um, he's from Fort Worth. Yeah, he's born and raised from here. So I like to say, I'm, you know, I'm from New Orleans. I'm born and raised in New Orleans, but I have Texas roots because I spent summers here with visiting grandparents and my dad's stories growing up that they all had to do with Fort Fort Worth. So this was coming home for him. And uh, it's been uh, really a, a great, great, I've been here for 12 years. I moved here in 2010. But uh, one thing that I've really, really fallen in love about Fort Worth is when people know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, oh, I knew your grandfather. Your grandfather did this. Or I knew your aunt. You know, they they know you because they know where you came sure. from. So it, it was a very uh, uh, rewarding um, part of being here in, in Fort Worth. But that was, yeah, that was my track around, around the U S um, <laughs> growing up. I, my parents met and married at Howard. So, you know, as a young girl, I was like, Oh, I'm going to Howard because that's where my husband is. So I'm going to get married. And, mm-hmm. You know, it didn't happen that way, but I knew I, I just, uh, Howard was always supposed to be a part of my life and my journey. So, uh, so I did, I left, Finally built up the courage to say, I'm ready to leave home. I, I leave Ooh. home. I'm out for, and then the storm hits and it's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just, you know, finding yourself um, coming to terms with the fact that I don't think I really want to do dentistry. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's back, back off, backtrack from that. So I, I, I stopped going to school. I joined the workforce 
that was real. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it was real doing it without a degree. And paying so was, your bills. And paying your bills. And you but, like nice things. I do. I do. <laughs> right? Yeah, I like nice things. So I was like, okay, I have to go back. I, I have to finish and, mm-hmm. and at least get my bachelor's bachelor's degree. And I moved back. And I was at a point where I was, I was ready to come home. You mm-hmm. know, I, I, for me as a young mid 20 something, I, there was a lot to come back home that I just needed to, to really just heal my, my soul, my spirit to reconnect. It wasn't where I was going to end up being back in New Orleans, but that time that I went back to reconnect and to really just kind of settle myself, um, you know, gave me the strength to say, uh, you know, it's I this I love home. New Orleans will always be New Orleans mm-hmm. and always be home and dear in my heart, but I need a I need a change. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm like, oh, I'm I'm getting that same feeling on the inside about career. Like it's it's you know, it's time right. to make a change. It's time to make a change. Yeah. So. And change is change is good, but change is tough. It it is tough. It's very scary. I mean, anyone that says it's not, I don't get you. Scary. I, mean, I, I don't. No. I, I mean, it's it's hard to cha- to change, but we know it's necessary. So, were you were you when you left home because I do have my demographics are 18 to 44, mm-hmm. male and female. Leaving home. Mm-hmm. Was that so difficult to leave New Orleans and go to Howard? It, it, well, it wasn't initially because, I mean, I always had home to go back to. Mm -hmm. So um, being that far away from home and maybe being a student that couldn't go back home or didn't have the resources or the support to do that, um, that could have been a lot more difficult Mm -hmm. because it was, I mean, New Orleans versus DC. And at the time that I went, it was like 2004. It was like a, a culture change. I was like, what, what is, what is all of these things? Mm-hmm. Now I embraced it. I, I, I'm a different, I'm very dependent on my parents, but I can go out and be on my own, you know, but I, I, I just want to be able to look back and know that, <laughs> that they're that right they're behind st- me, that they're still there. <laughs> fall, like, hey. right, like if I need help, you know, <laughs> even now 39, I'm still like, you know, well, I can't be that far away from my parents. Right. But, um, so no, it wasn't, it, it wasn't that big of a transition. It really just got tough when, uh, you know, when the, the, the hurricane hit and it was like, Ugh. I don't, well, my home is gone, oh. uncertain. And, you know, my parents were, I, at the time, I, they, they had just gotten me an apartment in DC and just gotten a car. So they, my parents and my younger brother were with me. They didn't prepare or do anything for the house. They're just like, oh, we're just going to run up and come right back. And, you know, they ended up living with me in my little two bedroom apartment for like a month and a half. Wow. <laughs> and then eventually went up to New Jersey because that's where my mom is originally from. Okay. Yeah, I was there with that. family. And then when they just to kind of figure and gather yourself, like what, what, where, where do we go from here? Where do we want to restart? And uh, that was, that's where it was gone, gone. Yeah. Moving back to Fort Worth, moving back to Fort Worth. I mean, and you know, there was a lot of uh, people that did leave their home. My Mm -hmm. family's Louisiana and not New Orleans, but Mm -hmm. they, a a lot of them had to leave, had to leave, had to leave nothing. I mean, nothing. I know. Talk about career change. Uh, Right. I know. I know. So Erin, you, (laughs) you, when you moved to Fort Worth and, and, and came on board with your parents, Mm -hmm. what role did you take? In the dentist practice, 
Yes. So when I first started, I started in the marketing. So I built the Facebook page and I, I got with the website developer, recreate our website. I got as active on YouTube. So I was doing all these YouTube videos. Wow. It's funny. To, <laughs> it's funny how that's gone full circle that I started off doing social media and marketing. And even though I, I from there, I transitioned to accounting. I thought I was going to go to accounting, you know, to take on that finance for a little while. Yucky. I, I know yucky, but I always tested well in math in school. Oh. My mom was always was like, you need to do something math related. And I'm wow. like, why? You know, why? Yeah. But you either I, get it or you don't. Right. You either get it or you don't. <laughs> but and so I was able to attach that on to, you know, OK, what I what my experience and my knowledge, you know, my, our, our bookkeeper, who was also our family member, my mom's sister, my aunt, aunt, she had a she had a business and she was retiring. So she trained and taught me bookkeeping. Then I started taking courses. Um, and then, you know, the office, the practice manager at the time went on maternity leave and so I stepped into her role of practice management and and then, you know, here I am today. So it just it just rolled where I just picked up more and more responsibilities and learned more um, just about what it takes to run a, run a business. Mm -hmm. um, but I started off just in the marketing, the uh, visiting offices, putting out our uh, volunteering us for social or community fairs, just any and everything to put. Kids stop out there. Out there. That that was my thing. And then it became that plus the accounting, which, you know, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. I can double them both. But, you know, to do that plus the accounting plus running practice management, management, I can say when 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 it did become part of a corporate entity, a lot of those responsibilities were dispersed to different, you know, to um, what do they call them? Different right. roles. Different roles. Yeah. You know, they're, you know, different departments that right. would take that would take care of that. So, uh, it, you know, it's corporate versus private, I would say, has its been has its good and and bad things. I, well, I won't say bad things. Sure. Just, it just has their pros and cons. I mm -hmm. would say there's differences um, in both roles. Um, Health care, you know, all those kind of benefits you know, bigger companies can support that. Whereas that's harder on a small business, mm -hmm. um, private practice, but we have more authority to make decisions. Mm -hmm. If, you know, if the office, I can remember Chris, it was whenever Christmas fell, like in the middle of the week. So you have like, it was just an odd time to be open for a business because you either like open one day, then you're closed for three days. So my dad was just like, let's just let's just close down for the two weeks, mm -hmm. you know, and it ended up being a nice vacation for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I can uh, bonus everybody or, you know, it, you just, those kinds of things. I do miss, I do miss being uh, able to, to, to appear at events in as kids stop dental. And then that's like, Oh, that's part of my everyday job. Kind of like what you said, what Kennedy does for you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's got those perks and, um, but for me, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was always being a family business that made it a joy for a me. Joy. So when now that I'm like, OK, I finally wrap my head around that. It's no longer, you know, it's no longer my family's business anymore. <laughs> so let's, uh, you know. So tell me, um, because I've had this happen to 
couple of people in my life where they um, they have a private privately held business, mm-hmm. a family owned business. I guess you could say both, mm-hmm. and then they sell to corporate. Now, explain to everyone. Maybe just I'm the only person that needs to know or wants to understand. Why a person would do that? Why your parents made that decision? And it had to be a, dif- a difficult decision. It it was a very it was a difficult situation. Um, I think had I had finished dental school, uh, become a dentist, then it would have been you know right. signing that over to me or me stepping into that ownership role. Um, but for him, the decision really was you know I'm I'm getting older and you know I want to cut back. I hindsight, it was, it was God because, you know, the practice sold in September of 2019. And then like six months later, we're faced with a pandemic, which is totally, you know, changed how everything works and operates. And for my dad specific, who's like, who has been through Katrina, like he's, he's done that before. Mm. Like, I'm like, I don't, I would have hated for him to have to go through that again, mm-hmm. restarting a business oh, gosh. when you've done it once before. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it, why he made the decision, you know, maybe he was looking ahead on, you know, how do I retire? What, you know, setting myself up for future, um, you know, clearly none of my children are going to dental school and going to take this over. So mm-hmm. let me look at, you know, how I can position myself to really retire and exactly. retire comfortably. Exactly. So, so, and you're there, you're still there. Mm-hmm. And um, Aaron and I were just at a, an event a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and I said, when, what, when is your exit strategy? And she's like, well, it was, but now it's, <laughs> it's free, free. And now it's, <laughs> so yes. how do you determine that? Because you're, you, if you look at Aaron at Aaron Barnett, A-I-R-I-N-B-A-R-N-E-T-T on Instagram. Beautiful, fabulous, so funny with your reels. (laughs) But um, you see a fashionista. And so when I really dug into meeting and to knowing Aaron, I thought I was like, wait, you're not in fashion. (laughs) So because that must be a passion of yours. It it is. It, It is a passion of mine. Uh, styling. I've gotten into thrifting, I would say maybe in the last six to seven years. Um, And that's got a story and how that came about too, right? So I'm I'm a single woman, you know, and I, and when I was turned 30, I joined uh, the Lynx uh, chapter uh, of Fort Worth, which is a a social and civic organization. I also joined another organization, Young Professionals. So I'm like, as I'm getting my feet into Fort Worth, I'm like, well, there's all these events and all these things. And I like to shop, but you know, it's only one bank account that that's <laughs> taken care of at all things Aaron Barnett. So it's like, you know, I, I had to look at thrifting and how can I add to something that's all that I one already have. Or if I splurge on something, can I not like mix and match it with other things to make it not like break the bank? So that's how I got into thrifting. Um, I would I would uh, organize my mom's closet, which is how I got into, you know, closet organizing, organizing. I'm, I'm like so, so proud of her closet because she I've taught her how to manage and upkeep and they look so good. <laughs> Makes me proud every time I go back to her closet. And she and she loves it too much. She just always shows her girlfriends like, look what Aaron did, look what Aaron did. Mm-hmm. But those are things that I all falls under fashion, but in all things that I 
I have a, a knack for. It's, it would be my niche that my calling, I would say, mm -hmm. that I know I need to play into more mm -hmm. event planning like that's stressful for a lot of people but it's something that I, I can help with you know I've done it enough with my mom that mm -hmm. it's something I can add to my my list of, of of things that I can do and provide um so you know that that yeah fashion event lifestyle I love to travel you know if I could travel to different cities and 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 check out the culture, but also maybe thrift something <laughs> like, I, you know, how do I do that? And, you know, I think I'm funny too. So yeah. it's like, you know, could, could we make this a show? Could, you know, really? Always. <laughs> you know what? The opportunities, opportunities are certainly, there's no limit. Mm -hmm. You know that yes. for sure. Yes. So tell me about thrifting. What I mean, because I just did a big, big, Hall Bonnie shop with Bonnie, mm -hmm. our friend, just mm -hmm. went through my closet, and um, I donate my items to underprivileged women or women that need to go on job interviews or yes. um or shelters, yes. and I've always done that. But I have a friend that thrifts it. <laughs> So I don't know if anybody want my crap anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they do. You have some fabulous days. But you know, so tell us about thrifting, like going and thrifting. Because you went, where were you? You were just with this weekend. Mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was watching. In, I was in Detroit and one of the stops, because it was just like a marathon of, of events that I popped into <laughs> on Friday. But one of the spaces had this vintage market that was attached. Mm -mm. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is like so meant to be. Thursday, I didn't have much luck. And that's. That's the thing about thrifting, you know, it's it's not always going to win. You know, you won't always find gems every time that you go out. I've, and so I, I, although I did find one, I found this St. John knit suit for 80 <gasps> bucks. And what? I'm like still kicking myself that I didn't pick that up. But yes, you didn't get it. I didn't get it because, well, I thought it was going to come back. I was like, well, let's hit up. No, 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 no. And then, you know, got sidetracked and ended up going and doing other stuff. So I Yikes. never made it back to that. <gasps> But I felt like, oh, okay, I scored a win with this this event that I went to that was attached to this vintage market. So I felt great. You know, I was my birthday um, celebration in Fort Worth was on Saturday. I had no clue what I was going to wear, what, you know, what my look was going to be. <laughs> but I had confidence that, you know what, I'm going to find it in Detroit. And and sure enough, I did. So you I, found it. I did. I found it. See, I, I don't have the it. patience for that. I know, but and that's <laughs> and that's one thing. Shopping is therapeutic for me. It, it doesn't always have to result in a purchase or win. It's sometimes it's just about inspiration and or seeing what's trending and then taking that and going back to my closet and saying, okay, because I was really close to throwing you out, but I can see that you're you know making your way back because mm -hmm. passion's very you know. Mm -hmm. secular you know yes, it goes in are. cycles it's gonna come back yes um so it's uh finding those classics and I, I i love being able to find something that's a one-of-a-kind thing uh that is uh sustainable you know it's not something that's being mass produced uh it, you know we're helping the the universe and the environment by being sustainable so uh that's it and it fulfills me i i, I love going and finding yeah, gems, treasures, treasures. Yeah. Treasures. You and I walked, uh, Aaron and I were doing, Oh dear. Aaron and I were doing a 
TikTok reel. Thank goodness oh, my that. daughter was with us. Yes. And we were traveling. She had her heels on. And um, and we both did. And traveling around the Foundry District. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, there's a shortcut to go through that record store. <laughs> right. And so I want to go back because I think I told you. I'm in search of a Bee Gees it's a T-shirt. about this. Yes. Okay. I did. I I'm probably the reigning president of the Freestone County Bee Gees fan club. Okay. 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 Did I have a t-shirt? No, I couldn't afford it. Mm. Uh-uh. Couldn't do it. Can't find it. I cannot find it. Very it's good. Out there. Can you help me out, please? Yeah. If not, it's Aaron will. But yeah. you know, it's that's, is, I mean, if, I mean, I, I, I just have to find it, but I have mm-hmm. to be patient and I'm not. So Aaron, there's a project. <laughs> I know there's a project. I'll keep my eye because I come across a lot of vintage t-shirts, t-shirts and I love that. I think it's a great, it's a great uh, basic and wardrobe oh, builder. It's I love, so shishi and love. chic and yeah. so cool. I and even said the other day, I said, I, I'm okay. I'm get, I was in Alpha Chi Omega at TCU and I had some of my old ones and then I have a thousand of Kennedys that she left during COVID at my house. So yes, definitely. <laughs> so, you know, I was talking to some TCU seniors uh, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast and I asked them the question because they're strategic communication majors. All mm. right. I know. Okay. All right. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. So I did because my daughter, it, uh, that was going to be her master's. So strategic communications. And I ask these kids because my daughter often gets down because she thinks everyone wanted to be a biology pre-med major in her. There was there's four five of them in a con in her condo or nursing. Mm -hmm. They all knew what they wanted to do, hitting the ground. And she's like, I just don't know what I want to do Mm -hmm. when I grow up. Mm -hmm. So it was very difficult for her. Political science was where she landed, but during the political climate that we've been in in the last both terms, mm-hmm. I mean, every term, I, I, right. I don't want to get into that, but it was just disconcerting. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're biology pre-med and bless your heart. You have you have you have you have that on your resume, mm-hmm. but you're going outside. Yes where your passion is. So do you, do you understand where these kids are coming from and what I, I, I do, you know, I, I definitely do. I think I went to school with people who, with, with kids that, that knew that and, and like are still in it. So they're, they graduated, they finished, they're practicing. They are living out a, a fulfilled life in that. Um, there are others that I know that, that finish that are like, yeah, what next? Yeah, no. What next? That are looking at other things and and looking at starting their own businesses and start, you know, so it, I grew up in a time where it was like, you know, going to law school or going to something medical field Mm -hmm. was gonna, you know, always, you were always going to have a job. You would always be financially set. So, you know, true. those kinds of things. People don't ever not need mm-hmm. uh, an attorney or people don't ever not need health care, you mm-hmm. know. So looking at it that or at least being fed that or growing up, that's why I just said, well, I guess I'm going to be a dentist. You I know, I'm, so. I'm going to take over their business and that's just what's going to be it for me. Um, but, you know, secretly in the back of my head, I, I knew that wasn't what I desired to do. And it always was like a step to getting to where I wanted to yes. go. Yes, And um, it's 
it's it's a road that some people do and they choose to say, I'm going to get something, you know, that'll give me that security and to, to be the, the launch pad on to the next thing. It's a very expensive one because school, school is not cheap, <laughs> but, you know, and I just didn't um, don't think that that is the way to go for everyone. Mm-mm. So I think it's great that. You know, she started off school not knowing, you know, I it really is okay Mm -hmm. um, because sometimes it's not in school where you figure out what you're going to do. It's it's post post in life. What happens after that where you Mm -hmm. really learn who you are and what your purpose is. And um, so that um, it's okay. You know, really, it's okay. It is okay for those for those students that are feeling like. Don't feel like don't that. feel like that. No, I no. mean, and it's hard. It is. It hard. is hard. It's hard. You know, um, I, I was blessed to get a scholarship at TCU, which we know how expensive yes, that is. Yes, it's very expensive, and yes. my family couldn't afford it. But I had to major in foods. Okay, so I did love. I love my career, food science and nutrition. Went on to get my culinary degree to be a chef. Wouldn't please don't make me work in a <laughs> restaurant. Never have. Knock on wood. I'll do anything. But but then you know I took that food realm and did the media, the television, the radio. Wrote four cookbooks. Did all of these different things in my life. Mm-hmm. And you know when I turned. Oh, gosh, I've been in this business three years. You know, people are like, where's your Instagram? I'm like, I don't want to have Facebook. Well, if you have a cookbook, why wouldn't you? You know, and so it was that pressure. But when I was going to college, there wasn't the pressure to be on social media by a Mm -hmm. landslide. Mm -hmm. But starting that, and you know what, Erin? I am a hard worker. I will work. I work people under the ground. Every company, every corporation, Southern Living Magazine, beef industry, I have worked so hard. I have never worked harder in my whole flipping life than I do right now because it's me. Right. I, you know what I mean? Yes. And you, and I see this in your eye because mm-hmm. you're working for your family and yourself, but it's that inner passion that you're just trying to figure it out. Right. You know? Right. And I told you that too. I'm like, we're still trying to figure it out because in this world, it changes daily, every day, by the minute. Mm-hmm. So, That's all right. I know. Yes. So, right. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm encouraged and I, and I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I got, a, I got out of the age thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm too old to Mm-mm. try to make a, a career change or try to step out side of of what what my resume says you know it's it's very administrative it's you know I, I'm healthcare you know all these things but I'm looking outside of that mm-hmm. like I want to be able to take my strengths and my expertise you know I've done marketing for a business I've done accounting for a business I've managed a practice a dental practice um what can I do um and I'm also you know a biology pre-med major so we know I can read and write and count you know <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I, you know, how, what can I do? What what other ways can I use my other skill sets, skill sets in the design and the style and um, organization? You know, what can I how can I use what I've what I've gained in the workforce mm-hmm. thus far into creating a space for Aaron Barnett? Yes. Yeah. And I know you will. I will. I, you, have I, I know. <laughs> 
I know you will. I mean, that th- the, the thrift part of this is so intriguing to mm-hmm. me. It mm-hmm. is. I'm going to Scottsdale um, this weekend, actually. Ooh. And there is, um, it's called Vintage by Misty. Okay. And oh, I, I go there and just... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've never been to Scottsdale. Um, to Scottsdale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to visit her. She just has, I mean, it's something else. I mean, it is fabulous. Mm-hmm. It is fabulous. And, and I usually bring something back with me, but I enjoyed that. And that's yes. the most exciting part of this trip, other than being with my family, of course. But yeah, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but you know what? There's something there too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's true there. And, and I'm open and ready to, to like, to just figure it out or to explore it or to try it out. Mm -hmm. You know, I love doing collaborations with, um, you know, I told somebody, you know, I want to support all the boxes that I check. So, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. black and you're a woman, well, I check those boxes. So, you know, I'm looking like, how can I support or collaborate with, you know, with women um, you know, I, I love being a part. We've, I think, uh, participated on two things where it was just like women, women supporting women. Like that yes. was the, the foundation of it. And that's I've met so many wonderful women that mm-hmm. I don't think that I would have met no. if it weren't for that event. So it, it, it's not it, 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 it. I guarantee you it's not. And the, the power of social media, I know it is. It always isn't the most positive, but I really do think that the networking piece and you know what? It is so cool to be a woman right now. It is <laughs> right. It is. It, it is. always has been, you it, know, but now we are. Yes. We are empowered. really empowered. I know. That's right. We I are know. empowered now. Well, I'm telling you what, you you are a go-getter. I am so excited that you tell you you share your story and transparent about life. And that's what my listeners want to hear is, you know, it hasn't always been easy. Mm-mm. I no. mean, it really hasn't, but it's been fabulous too. It's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's is. right. And it won't be easy going forward. Like there's always going to be challenges. <sighs> But it has to be, you know, worth it. Like how you say, you're like, I went from working five days to week seven. Like, but mm-hmm. I'm working for me. That's like, right. It, it, it means something. Mm-hmm. It means a little bit more. And so I'm like, I'm craving that. Like, oh, yeah, I I just want to, you know, work for me and, and do it for me. And you are. And yes. I know you are. Yes. Well, I'm so happy to network with you. I'm so happy to know you. So tell us how we can find you again. I mentioned it earlier, but yes, you can find me on Instagram, Aaron Barnett. That's A-I-R-I-N Barnett, B-A-R-N-E-T-T. I'm also on Facebook as Aaron J. Barnett. I have a website, AaronBarnett.com. I need to do some more work to that. So don't judge me. But my don't bio, judge. don't judge me. But my bio, if you would just want to know like yeah. a good rundown of who I am, it should be linked to my Instagram. So as much as I update Instagram, <laughs> my website should be updated as well. I'm getting, I'm going to do better. I promise I'm going to do better. But, uh, but yeah, DM me, message me, you know, if you have opportunities or if, if I, you know, can help, can help, you know, in any way, you know, definitely I'm here to, 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 well, we're here to to support everyone and I appreciate you and y'all look at her socks. Okay. (laughs) This woman can wear socks with stiletto heels and (laughs) rocket. Okay. I went home and had a cute pair of socks and tried it and I look like 
a clown. I didn't look like the supermodel next to me. I did not. But anyway, everyone, thank you so much for listening today. Please come on and follow me at Tiffany C. Blackman. Rate and review this and let us know what you want to hear. And hey, everyone, keep being fabulous. Fabulous.